That was the last thing. That was the last thing I got to last night before I went to bed, and I was like, I, I had some fucking weird dreams last night. I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> some wet dreams with white supremacists. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we fought in streams. And the USA. USA. Out foraging in the woods like an animal. So Ooh. came back with a few of these big bastards. What are they? Lobster mushroom. It's a plumbus. It is literally a mushroom that got infested by a disease that turns it orange and apparently makes, makes it, taste it edible. Better. Well, it makes it edible. Those things are poisonous if they don't get infected by that shit. Not necessarily, because it can it can it can be on almost any kind of other mushroom. Oh yeah, maybe that's what I was. It, uh, think, yeah, and and the main thing is nobody's sure. Like if you put it on a death cap, nobody's fucking sure that it makes it edible. But right. it's hard to tell what it infested unless you did it. So yeah. and I don't think anybody's willing to try like. Infesting a death cap and then waiting and then cooking it up and just, well, let's see. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's not somebody wanting to partake in that fucking university study. I'll try it once. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true that. We did, we did again find, uh, uh, I was looking for porcinis because I found a big porcini last year. Oh, hell yeah. But, Those fuckers but, uh, are expensive too, man. Yep. But I found some porcini relatives, but they're a little waterlogged. I'll see if I can dry them out tonight and make them better. But again, they had a bunch of those Amanita muscaria around there, which, you know, can make you trip balls, but can also yeah. give you severe kidney damage. So we don't fuck with them. I got to do a little more research, too. I think they're, uh, uh, what are they called? Um, uh, admirable Eats, I think. I think from my uh, my two-book like comparison. But before your two-book? Two two-book. <laughs> I, I, I actually got that one. Remember, you and Mari gave me a mushroom yeah, bag a long time ago. Yeah, the guy with the tuba. No, right, maybe you, some, gave, maybe no, you guys. Corn. You guys gave me the good one. I bought the one with the guy with the fucking trombone myself. You guys oh, gave okay. me like the scientific remember. one. Oh, that's and right. Then I, and I bought the weird hippie one with the goddamn sex offender looking motherfucker with the tuba on the cover. Uh, everything the rains promise and more. Yeah, or something like that. Yep. Yeah. All, the, all the rains promise all and the more. All the rains promise and more. And I'm sure that guy on the cover is not a sex offender or anything, but he he's not doing any. He's not enhancing my calm at all. Because he's got a big toothy grin, and he's wearing, like, a fucking tux, Dude, he, and he's He looks like he's been doing mushrooms all day. He looks like yeah. he's high as fuck. And he's just got, like, an armload of fucking uh, uh, chanterelles, and then his, like, trombone just, like, lurking around in the woods. So that, that's some shit I'm gonna I'm gonna download and put on fucking Instagram. It, it, it's amazing. It's a classic. It's really good for finding uh, it's a, re a really, uh, let's call it usable, uh, accessible kind of field guide, but I always back it up and check everything that I see in there with the one that uh, that y'all gave me that the, is... The real one? Yeah. That goes a little more in-depth. Um, well, should we get this fucking rig rolling? Roll away. Yep. All right, Ride. everybody. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Nothing. The West How oh, Fucked. Oh, the West Fucked. Was. There, there you go. Fucked. All right, so... Uh, That's true. I guess we don't need the was in there. This shit's still happening. I know, it's mm -hmm. just as cogent as every other fucking time you do it, so... Um, but anyway, this week, uh, we're going we're gonna to veer away from the atrocities. We're going to uh, only tacitly touch on military. We're going to be talking more about uh, transportation and logistics. Holy shit. And specifically, uh, specifically one person that was uh, an outstanding... Uh, uh, Example of a uh, logistics uh, supplier, I guess. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to ask Tony about the guy, but I mean, like, because uh, if I just say Grant, he's going to try to tell me about Ulysses S. Grant. We're not going to, that's not going to be right. Uh, but, uh, or, well, it's not even Grant, it's Grant Marsh. That always yeah. fucks me up because it's like, we talk about Ulysses S. Grant a lot, <clears throat> and we talk about Othniel Marsh a lot, but this is neither of those. Uh, <laughs> So either which way, I, I was just saying, Tony, what do you know about steamboats? Uh, 
they're boats and they float on steam. Everybody knows that shit. Float on mm -hmm. steam? I thought sure. they were download downloadable on steam. <laughs> they're, they're, the DLC packs are the only part yeah, I like. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I know I'm a mechanic, so I know how they fucking work. And yeah. they usually run down rivers and Maverick has uh, you know card games on them and people get shot in the hand and all that kind of good stuff. I think that's probably the most uh, what everybody has in their mind when they think of like a, a paddle wheeler steamboat is like the shit you see like in Maverick where it's like pretty much a floating hotel, yeah, like gigantic, yeah. gigantic fucking thing. Well, all that's cute and good for the like the Mississippi River, but you know you can't exactly drive the fucking Hyatt Regency down the fucking Yellowstone. So, ooh, so we're talking uh, like uh, Steamboat Willie, the Mickey Mouse car first Mickey Mouse cartoon. Mm -hmm, exactly. Not that either, but yeah, good good reference. There you go. Yeah. You get extra you get extra credit for that one. Um, I like the fact that I didn't realize that there were such thing as like uh, paddle wheelers before steamboats. In fact, some of the first documented ones are from Roman times when they oh. were uh, they were paddle wheelers that were apparently run by oxen. You just have like oxen walking around and <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. There's some, I read some kind of description where like they're talking about they move so fucking fast and they're so heavy compared to a lot of other battleships in those days. Like if they ran into other boats, they just kind of go through them like a semi hitting a Prius. Whoa! Like, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> fucking steamboat Willie. I wonder if they what? ever show the actual boat he's fucking driving. All, all I've ever really I've ever seen of it is that one clip that you're showing us right now, which is Mickey Mouse holding the wheel of a boat. We should defrost his head so he can, uh, you know, get a get a chapter two on it or something. Yeah. He'd, 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 Walt would be loving it right now, I think, with his anti-Semitism. <laughs> oh, dude, all the way down. He's like, that Donald <laughs> Trump guy really, he knows what he's on about. Yeah, yeah. Walt Disney, cultural icon, died of lung cancer on December 15th, 1966, at age 65. It's now been revealed that his entire body was frozen, done in a chamber under Disneyland, where he remained up until today. Bob Nelson, the president of Cryonics Society of California, told the LA Oracle newspaper that Walt Disney's entire body was frozen, not just his head. It now turns out that the first person to be cryogenically frozen was not James Bedford in January 1967. It was Walt Disney. But any which way, uh, today we're going to be talking about Captain Grant Marsh, who uh, we have touched on a little bit, or at least some of his deeds in the past, but I thought he was an interesting enough dude that we should maybe spend a little time. Plus, it gets gets us out of our just murder, 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 murder. You know. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about somebody who didn't, as far as I know, do any murdering. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut up what you just said and use it in a fucking techno beat. <laughs> yeah, murder, murder, murder. Just why it's gonna be great. Murder, 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 murder. You know. Murder, 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 murder. You know. Murder, 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 murder. You know. So, uh, Will, why don't you hit us up with the Comic Sans, because I have no idea where you're starting. Uh, let's start 1846. That's when uh, Grant first becomes a cabin boy. Now, I know what you're thinking. What could be stranger than a big, fat-ass, floating cupcake? Hey, how about one that spits tobacco? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the best, oh, I love that best fucking movie, movie ever. <laughs> That's at age 12 in Pittsburgh. That was on the Dover, going between Pittsburgh and Freeport on the Allegheny River. Uh, at that time, there's no railroads past the Allegheny Mountains. Uh, 1852 got on a logger up between Pittsburgh and St. Louis on the Beaver. And Yay. there he was uh, mate with, guess who? Samuel Clemens. Who and became, who's Samuel? Who's Samuel oh, Clemens, I know this Tony. fucking name. Hold on. Uh, Mark Twain. Yes. Yes. Fuck yeah! Take that, motherfucker. <laughs> it took me a long time to realize. I knew I knew Samuel Clemens wrote a lot about like riding on steamboats, but I always figured it was because he was like just some kind of hipster layabout that just rode around on steamboats. I didn't realize he actually worked on them until like not too many years ago. Oh, so he's not just like a, a old school pus cr uh, crust punk. It, like jumps oh, on train cars and shit. That's that's what I was picturing like you know or a, a trust fund baby taking his European vacation yeah. post graduation. No, he actually he actually worked on them. So. Uh, Will I know Bo's seen it, but Will have you ever seen um, from Will Vinton Studios back in the eighties? There was oh, a, cl yeah. a claymation like feature length claymation movie um, that was called uh, The Adventures of Mark Twain. 
No. It's fucking frightening. You smoke weed, you, right? I think <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drop show, I'm gonna show drop the devil. that fucking movie. Just show right. him the I bet we can find the devil because this the Oh the devil scene. I bet you, I bet I bet you will see Will Will hangs around with the devil enough where I figure he might have seen that. Hello. Who are you? An angel. What's your name? Satan. This it yeah, the whole movie's called The Adventures of Mark Twain. It's fucking absolutely disturbing. And my parents rented it from her Banco video back in like the eighties when it came out. It was like, oh, it's a cartoon, the kids will love it. Just fully <laughs> left physical scars in my head. <laughs> it's a good nightmare fuel there. Absolutely. Yep. It's doesn't it have a California bunch of California raisins on drugs. Doesn't it have a much. bunch of fro frogs because he tells the kids about the you know uh, the great first jumping well, yeah, it's a bunch of vignettes, like short stories, but they're all tied together with these kids on a flying fucking, on a flying steam Yeah, it's like a airship. dirigible, like, yeah. yeah, Zeppelin thing. But yeah, the first story's about the, a frog that could, like, the highest jumping frog or some shit. Yeah, it's the one where you put, uh, cheat by feeding the other frog shotgun pellets, so it's yeah. heavier. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. So can't jump. Which in itself is kind of disturbing, just this... Eat their pellets, frog. Yeah. Open up. Uh, my actually, the part I liked when I was a kid was uh, th he does a whole uh, Garden of Eden like scene. I don't remember that part. I think the the horrific parts more or less. Yeah, yeah. The the scarring Washington. ones are like when they they go to the moon and meet Satan, and then Satan starts making little people out of clay, and then when they start running around, he's like, "They don't worship me enough," and just smushes all of them, rolls them back into a ball. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, sounds from that sounds familiar too. Um, Anyways, Will, that's my recommend recommendation for you. <laughs> All right. There you will go. do. Um, Marsh was married in 1859 to a lady he met stirring apple butter. During what? what? Stirring he apple butter. He met a lady butter. stirring apple butter. So he's like, he, Is that her name? How to, no. <laughs> the name's Apple Butter. Stirring <laughs> Apple Butter. That's a good stripper name. Now, who say stirring apple butter? Uh, they had five children and three that survived childhood. Hey, so that's doing pretty good. <laughs> More than fifty percent. None of them. None of them survived adulthood, though. <laughs> no, they never do. No. Uh, during the Civil War, he sides with the North. Uh, river yeah, workers but, were kind of split. But guess who didn't side with the North? His wife. Samuel Clements. <laughs> oh, no shit, really? Whoops. Yeah, he briefly went and worked for the Confederacy, and then he said, fuck all that, and went back to him just working for money. Oh, wow. Holy <laughs> shit. Well, uh, a lot of those people were making money, especially on the southern part of the rivers, shipping cotton for the southerners, so mm -hmm. got to go where your bread is buttered, I guess. Yep. Shit. Or where your race is racist. I'm a buddy old brand. Uh, 1862, he goes with General Grant, or General Grant captures Fort Donaldson in Tennessee, but he had I to bet. move his army to Pittsburgh Landing on the Tennessee River to take on General Beauregard's army at Corneth. Yay. So a flotilla was assembled in St. Louis, and Marsh with, went with uh, 82 steamers. Holy shit. So that's a lot of... A lot of that people had to, to be, move around. That'd be really smoky and loud. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not exactly stealthy, like, bah, 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 you know, just all the pat that's, that's, in the water. That's where all the forests in the Midwest went. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> just chopping them down as they go. Fucking timber well, It's going to get even worse on the upper Missouri, and then, yeah, just mm. just how much wood that these guys had to burn, because, you know, they, they knew coal could uh, do it someday, but they couldn't ever get it to burn hot enough back in the 1860s and 70s. So they just started taking the Woodhawks because they're like, well, you know you're going to get killed out there anyway. They absolutely Human did. bodies burn real nice and hot and slow, so just get in there, buddy. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yep. 1864, he makes it up to the upper Missouri on the Marcella, which transports troops up to the Missouri along with seven other steamers. Uh, low water kept them at Sioux City, Iowa until June. Then they made it to the Cannonball River. Uh, and then a little bit north to establish Fort Rice. So 64, yes. if you remember what was going on at the time, that was Sully's expedition. Yep. So he was helping oh, that yeah. guy, those guys out at Kilder Mountain. And, and if you're asking that. yourself what the fuck is Sully's expedition, go back. We have an episode called Sully's yep. Expedition. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the cannonball was fucking navigable. 
up to the cannonball to junction, oh, up, anyway. up to it okay up, up to i, I it, thought yeah. you said up the cannonball i was like jesus that's some well the yellowstone we should tell people already that that's barely navigable with yeah yeah i mean it's barely actual boats on it you see kind yeah. of like float boats but that's yeah drip, drip boats are all you see yeah you hardly ever see a motorboat for sure but yeah i mean yeah the cannonball fuck i mean that's like driving a school bus down a school hallway while uh, Sully was mar- marching, it was up to uh, Marsh to go up to the Yellowstone and pick up Sully in his famous march, where mm-hmm. Fort Buford is now, around that area. Uh, a lot of men and animals are starving. A lot of animals died on that trip. Uh, the steamer hit a snag and sunk. <laughs> so uh, What's a snag? Is that some kind of lizard or something? Tree. Tree, oh, dead, oh. dead, dead cottonwood tree. Oftentimes, fun, fun story. A lot of times, the guys that were in charge of cutting down all the cottonwoods to burn on the steamers would just throw a bunch of the shit they didn't want to cut up in the river, thus causing snags. Fuck. So <laughs> there's a little of that too. No wonder the woodhawks kept getting killed. Yep. Yes, they're the worst. So with all <laughs> the, so they didn't. Uh, start on Fort Buford at the time because all their pork and uh, food for the animals are down at the bottom of the river. But they do get two boats up the Yellowstone to pick up Sully's troops. Uh, They had to attach ropes to horses to pull them over sandbars. Uh, You want to explain sparring uh, to Tony too? We, not before not we get yet. too far. Not yet. I'd I've r- watched the UFC, dude. I don't know how this works. I'd rather. I'd rather talk about it. Well, we'll I guess we'll talk about. It a little. I really want to talk about it with the far west, but yeah. So uh, basically, yeah, you'd have to like, you know, you know what a sandbar is, right? Uh, what's the sandbar? That's oh, that place that lets eighteen-year-old kids drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> no, uh, but you know, if you run aground on a sandbar, you, even today, you're pretty much fucked. Like. Uh, Shit, I was just fishing with a couple of my dad's buddies, and they hit one in the Missouri last summer, and they had Oof. trouble. So you just just get high centered and well, you're, you're grounded. What they, what they did is they got on the boat, and that gave it just enough flotation so they could push it off the sandbar, right and they were standing on the sandbar so they could jump back in the boat. So they were lucky. But like, yeah, it's still a problem in the Missouri. But like, uh, anyway, when you're gonna like spar, it's like basically okay fuck we're stuck so you basically attach lines to trees or if you have to pound in posts or whatever you attach lines on there and then use the winches on the boat to winch the, just drag the fucker just to winch it over the fucking over the sandbar, sandbar? which oh, as, as you can imagine is probably not too great for the structural integrity of the <laughs> boat hell no but in later years they started started pretty much iron sheeting a lot of those so they it was a little uh they were tougher and they got right, be- skid plate. and they got better like steam cap they have the steam capsules which are the winches uh they improved some of those and it made it a little bit better so by the time you get to uh, the far west that we'll talk about a little bit that that motherfucking boat was like kind of built to do that shit yeah but anyway fuck man yeah they should be lucky that uh Werner Herzog wasn't their fucking captain yeah, have, to, have to fit scroll <laughs> that fucking thing like yeah <laughs> take the boat apart board by board and carry yeah. it over they didn't take it apart Oh no! They moved the whole they moved the whole boat with Werner Herzog. They did. I thought they took it apart and, no. and carried it. No, that's the reason oh, why God. the whole movie's a bitch. Is they're dragging? It's basically a boat like we're talking about almost. No, they drug the whole fucking boat. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> you want to explain grasshoppering too? Well, grasshoppering is what the uh, is what the uh, the far west can do. So I'll wait till we get to the far west. Yeah, oh, okay. it's when you crouch down. It's when you crouch down naked with a soft penis, and then you jump up into the air, and then instantly like get an erect boner, mm-hmm. and then land it into a bowl of like pudding or something, right? Or maybe oatmeal. I can't remember. Uh, 1862, gold was discovered in Bannock, Montana. There, then Ooh. Helena, in, uh, 64. And we all know Bannock from the Henry Plummer episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was uh, the last navigable spot on the Missouri's Fort Benton which is uh, quite a ways below uh, Great Falls there. And you can't really get past the Great Falls anyway. You could try, but not on a steamship. Or you could really, you know, go for it, but got to get a real head of steam and, you know, these jump in. Yeah, yeah. only go three miles an hour or whatever. Try to duke a hazard, that fucker, you know. <laughs> so even though it was a lot quicker to take the Bozeman Trail... 
but uh, a little more dangerous as we talk in about the uh, Fetterman massacre. Right. Yep. See, this is kind of tying tying a lot of the old episodes together, basically. Yeah, totally. Uh, so they actually abandoned the Bozeman Trail in 1868. Uh, the dangerousness of the trail meant the Missouri was well-traveled, though. Uh, it was 2,300 miles from Fort Benton to the mouth of the Missouri there in St. Louis. <laughs> so that's a little ways. Yeah. That's all? No. Mm-hmm. You jump your boat 2,400 miles? Yep. And then after that, you have 200 miles overland from Fort Benton to uh, the gold fields in Montana there. Oh, so God. you got to be real committed to do this. Jesus, oh. fuck. <laughs> Just the 200 miles overland is like, no. Right. I'm, I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just I'll open up a fucking like Shake Shack or something <laughs> wherever I am and call it a day. So you know now the river kind of looks kind of calm in most spots because it's mostly a lake. Yeah. But back in the day, you know the course would change and then you'd have plenty of rocks and snags to deal with and sandbars and herds and, of buffalo swimming across sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Indian attacks. <laughs> yep. I don't, I wonder if they even bother, like, they make a big deal about the buffalo swimming across, but, like, are you going to even slow down, or you're just kind of going to hit a bunch of buffalo and not give a fuck, I, I would think. Uh, yeah, I have one story where they run into a whole big, big bunch of them. And get stuck, or, like, plow through yeah, them like they I just have to they wait do. for them, at the wait a couple of hours. I figure you basically, it's like... Yeah, it's like driving through downtown or uh, Soto in Seattle when you're trying to get across fucking the the train track, and a you know BNSF train comes through, and you're like, well, I'm gonna be here. Turn the engine off. Well, bust just, out some it's snacks. just one of those things. I mean, no, I know buffalo are big fucking animals, but you know, not steamboat big. Wouldn't you just drive through it like a flock of pigeons and call it a day? You know, it's <laughs> but like fucking it's the eight, forty thousand buffalo is a different. Well, I suppose. Beast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah. Get a little. You can hit thick. one, but you're not going to hit ten thousand of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to get stuck in the wheel anyway. Well, <laughs> I mean, then they hopefully get thrown up on deck. You know, like the wheel comes Sick. around. <laughs> then you got sure. a rodeo on your hands. Mm-hmm. No, you, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, you stop and like just you know bust out your flintlocks and start taking pot shots at them as they come through. Well, I'm sure that's... It's like what, a parlor game. I was going to say that's what they did when the trains got built. They just shoot fucking everyone that moves, so I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just never envisioned them being that big of a problem for a steamboat, but apparently they were. Uh, 1866, uh, the steamer Lenny Leoti was fired into near Fort Berthold. Said steamer. Was a boat named Lenny? Killed. Yeah, you said a steamer, not a stand-up comedian? That's nope, definitely not the name Lenny of Lenny Leoti. Yep. <laughs> so Sitting Bull is attacking these these people coming up the Missouri. Oh, yeah. Five six of all the ore in Montana came down the Missouri, so mostly it came that way, not the uh, Bozeman Trail. Because generally you'd be killed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boats generally left in April. Um, if they had the shallow enough draft on the boat, which means how far it lies in the water. Right, which, which is amazing with some of these big boats. They can draw as little as two feet and keep moving. So that's per- I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, that's about what my dad's fucking walleye boat draws, you know. Put it this way. You're not putting a Washington State ferry in two feet of water and having it not be just sitting flat on the bottom. Yeah, no shit. You know? So it would take two months to get to uh, St. Louis to Fort Benton, at least at the time in the 1860s. Right. The return r- trip. Going downriver would be two to four weeks. Um, some of them can make two trips a season. Uh, most of them one, so got to make it count. 1866, the Luella had Captain Marsh as its master. Yeah. First time he was in command. Uh, he was both master and chief pilot, so he split the time with a guy named Rube McDaniel piloting it. Always got to love a guy named Rube. Yeah. I was going to say, Rube... Yep. Look at this fucking guy. Yep. Who was the baseball player from like the early Rue Waddell? Yep. Oh yeah, the crazy ass fucking was he always drunk and yeah chewing snooze and fighting people? I just 
I, I just love that he like he uh, wanted to be a firefighter so bad that anytime a fire engine cruised by the stadium while he's playing, he would run off the mound and chase the fire truck <laughs> like like a dog, like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Except he would follow it to wherever the fire was and help him fight the fire. The fuck? Well, I mean, at least he's doing something, I guess. Not just not just ambulance chasing. So they leave April eighteenth as soon as the ice melts. Uh, they leave with a cabin full of passengers and 113 ton of freight. So that's a lot of freight. That's a lot of freight. How the West was fucked will be right back. Hi, this is John Brown, assistant manager. We have Nike horseshoe sales on sale at the Foot Locker livery stables at the Prairie Hills Mall. We also have Jayhawkers, Jaywalkers horseshoes for half off, or free if you loot them. Or just come on down and say hello. I'm awful lonely. Okay, see you later. Hi, I'm Bob Vila, with my great-great-great-great-great-granduncle Poncho, and we've got a horse story for you. This episode will be a real equine makeover. Join us as we solve the issue of side fumbling by way of the duplex rabbit plane to the coop, withers, and fetlock. Also, sofa crunion motion of the beast will be controlled by something you may not expect, a shingle fro. Finally, we'll address the problem of cyanosoil deceneration by treating the ergot, pastern, and gaskin with adze. So join me, Bob Vila, on This Old Horse with my great-great-great-great-granduncle, Poncho, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, from Sequoia and Swagger. What are feces? Baby mice. Yep. Reese's feces. Mm. All right, so where were we before? Uh... Yeah, so you would get shot at when you're uh, by hostiles going up and down. Uh, that's why the pilot house was uh, sheathed in boiler iron to make it bulletproof. That's nice. Whoa. <laughs> Is there any record? I wasn't able to really find anything. Did Was there any time, like, any, like, warriors get on board the ship, you know, while it's underway, like, straight Navy SEAL that shit? Or did they just kind of shoot? Native American pirates? They could yes. Or did they, they just straight up, like, shoot at it from shore and... I don't know, hope it crashes into something or what. Because I know a bunch yeah. of them got looted. If they got stuck on a sandbar, you'd be fucked. Yep. If, the, if the guys could get out there. But I think underway, you'd be relatively safe-ish. I don't know. Not not a lot of, like, Lakotas with, like, Zodiac boats or jet skis or anything. So I'm not thinking you're chasing her down like a bull boat. Yeah, I don't have any stories about Captain Marsh running into that. But No, yeah, because he's a didn't need it because he's fastest steamboat in the west so uh the plumber gang was the winter of 63 64 but the vigilance committees in uh, montana were still going <laughs> uh when the luella was unloading at fort benton a deckhand stole a box of patent medicine probably nostrum because of the alcohol content nostrum Nostrum. What the fuck is you Nostrum? Said, and, and you said patent medicine? Yeah, patent medicine is anything like you refer to as snake oil, like fake medicine. Oh. So the vigilance committee takes them and whips them nearly to death. Uh, the committee was three shorts, votes short and on uh, hanging them. So these committees are actually committees. You vote on whether you kill them or not, I guess. Well, I thought you said, you said they whipped them to death? Almost to death. Oh, almost to death. I was going to say, it was like, I thought they were just voting on the method, and like, Jesus. Well, we can either hang you or whip you to death. Oh, man. Oh, Nostrum is just literally... Uh, Illy, pre- poorly prepared? It's just a medicine, the ingredients of which are kept secret. For the, it's So it's not an actual specific thing. It's another word for snake oil. Mm. Quack medicine, yeah. I was hoping it was meant to treat, like, you know, when you got ghosts in your teeth or fucking... Your bile was orange or whatever. Yeah. But, well, that's not as fun as I wanted. I've puked up orange bile before. You bet. You, well, hell, you mm-hmm. talked about that a week ago. Yep. It's not It's not as good as it's all cracked up to me. Anyway. So, a few days after that, Marsh was contacted by the American Fur Company there, who is closing Fort Union 
after 37 years. Sons of bitches. Yep, and taking all the goods to Fort Benton. Up to 70% off. Everything must go. Yep. Yep, so that was kind of the end of the uh, fur trading in that area. Uh, when he got back, he was tasked on rescuing passengers from the Marion, who was stuck 70 miles below Fort Benton, took the passengers back, and bought the machinery off the boat and sold it at Fort Benton off the boat that was stuck. <laughs> oh, so he went and he <laughs> took the passengers back and then went and stripped the other boat? Yep. Okay. It's <laughs> one way to do That's it. That's how you do it. So also, the Luella runs ground at the mouth of the Milk River, way up there in Montana way. Yep. Uh, that's 347 miles below Fort Benton. The crew was trying to lodge her out, and the passengers were looking over the side. Uh, a lot of the people there, a lot of the passengers were miners, and they held their gold and leather belts around their waists. Oh, so no. So one guy falls no. in about two feet of water. But the current was so strong that it carried him away, and he drowned. <laughs> yeah, because he had, like, 35 pounds of gold in his little leprechaun belt. Yeah, you ain't swimming that well. <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's the way, that's like the mo total movie shit, though. You're, like, drowning but won't let go of the golden item or whatever, you know. That happens a lot. Uh, Last Crusade. Elsa, the fucking uh, German oh, yeah. chick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I must get the cup. Yep. You know, tough shit. Now there's some. Yep. There's one too where it's something sinking, and the motherfucker just won't let go of it. You can't reward whoever what the hell that is. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I think I think that's a metaphor for America, right? Where we go? It all seems so familiar. Uh, a few days later, they come across a small camp of soldiers who were building Fort Buford right next to the abandoned Fort Union. Not right next to it, but a yeah, few miles down the river. Uh, Jesus they named Christ. it after I, General John Buford of Gettysburg fame. I'm looking at this and, fucking, fucking map, and man, that's a long ways on foot. <laughs> Pretty straight shot, though, on a riverboat. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, as soon as they uh, set up building it, they were attacked by Indians the second day. Well, of course. Then had all their stock stolen the third. Hey, at least the natives waited for them to get the fort built. Well, so it's fair, you know. Well, it's also interesting that they didn't steal all the horses the first day. I thought that was usually the opening salvo. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is too easy. We'll be back yeah. in like a couple yeah. of weeks. We're going to give you guys a, like, a handicap, you know. like Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, wait for it. Three woodcutters die before winter. Well, of course. Oh. <laughs> Later, boys. Yep. Of course, this is the hunk Papa's in Sitting Bowl. Um... The man in charge of the soldiers at Fort Buford was William Rankin, who was under command of Major Baker and took part in the uh, Pygon uh, Massacre, the Baker Massacre there. Oh, yeah. We did our lost episode on. Yeah, the haunted episode. Oh, mm -hmm. that's the haunted lost one. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. We're going to redo that one of these days. Mm-hmm. It'll all come out in, like, Aramaic and backwards, and then my <laughs> earphones will bleed. Maybe maybe that'll be uh, Howdy Ween Part 3. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, after leaving the new Fort Buford, they run aground again at the mouth of the White Earth River. Uh, they're next to some tall bluffs. And from that vantage point, it's kind of a trap because the Sioux begin to fire upon them. So Marsh had to order all the uh, passengers to the top deck for cover fire so they could grass o hopper over the boat right. or the sandbar. <laughs> Okay. Wait, so they can do what? So now grasshopper. We can, now we can talk about grasshoppering. So grasshoppering is a little bit. I think I already explained it well enough. Yeah, we can yeah. Move on. No, it's a little. It's a little more advanced. Um, in the, in this one, basically, you have some spars that you have with you instead of necessarily pounding in a post or using a. But you basically have this fucking kind of A-frame, and you sink it down on either side of the boat, and kind of winch the boat up, almost like you put it on a, like an engine hoist, like you lift it up. And then, yeah. and then you gun that motherfucker, and then the wheel pushes it forwards a little bit, and then you drop it back down and repeat. So it's kind of like walking the boat over it. Sure, sure, on its sure. Old power. It's like how a it's like how a fucking sea lion or an elephant seal moves across a beach, kind of. Just yeah. that. Do a push up, move forward. Do a push up, move forward. So that was handy if you didn't have any trees to like winch onto or anything. You could. Yeah. You, you or could while you while you're being the, shot at. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, you'd basically carry that spar on the side of the boat. And... Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, and it was like, like you say, a shape. So it, it's gonna, you know, right. two telephone poles basically. It's it's, pr- it's pretty fucking ingenious, but I wonder how long it took them to figure that shit out. But yeah, it's cool that those boats have those winches that. You know, it, it's like a multi-utility thing. It can pull you forward. It can lift up its own the boat's own weight with that. It yeah. can do a lot of shit. So was it was it kind of like a ratchet strap like you have now? Like, yeah, but it was a steam power. By hand? Nope, steam power winch. Oh, it was a fucking power winch? Mm-hmm. Whoa. And in some case, I suppose probably, I, at least I know the Far West had steam-powered ones. Uh, maybe some of them didn't, but the, the Far West that we'll talk about later and have talked about for... Uh, before greasy grass, uh, that one yeah, had yeah. steam-powered ones, so it could like uh, grasshopper in kind of a hauling ass kind of fashion. It could do it really quick. Damn, so, yeah, that's yeah. so tight. Yeah, that's some goddamn steampunk shit. Well, though it's steam, but yeah, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> like, oh, and you're Elvis. on this barge with about a hundred and hundred ton of shit on board. Yeah. Well, this thing is, you know, in, at the end of the day, if you needed to, and if you weren't getting shot at by the hunk papa. You could always unload some shit and give yourself a little more buoyancy, too. Or, like, just jettison some shit. I mean, you get in trouble, but if it was that... If it's, like, leave the boat or dump a few barrels of flour over the side, I think you're going to dump the flour over the side. Yeah, for sure. I've always said that. (laughs) Or ask the the horses nicely to get off or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's There's lots of ways around it, but... Uh, a few days later, a man named Gilmore got into an argument with a fellow passenger. This Gilmore guy was kind of a bully, so Marsh had to threaten to leave him ashore, which kind of means certain death in Indian country there. Unless you're an Indian. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. So after that, Gilmore vows to kill the captain, our beloved captain. Definitely a good way to get invited back on board. Mm-hmm. So not too many others liked Gilmore, so they told the captain of these threats. Uh, this uh, One of the guys gave uh, Marsh a revolver, even though he didn't want it. Uh, after a few more days, he had to go ashore to find uh, avoid a headwind. Uh, there the passengers got off. Uh, so they're kind of on the, on the shore, hanging out. Gilmore is having a broad jump contest. Uh, Marsh was on his way to cut some wood. Having a what? Broad jump? Long, like where you, where you like stand and see how far you can jump? You know, like the standing, okay. standing broad jump? Because this is 1860s and there's nothing else to do. It's, it's either that or it's the stick with a hoop and you roll the hoop. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have to pee anymore, so we can't do that one. And, uh, I guess we're jumping. We're fresh out of chickens. So Marsh walks by on his way to cut some wood. Gilmore why, says in a loud fuck, voice, "He did. Why the he fuck? Did. Why the fuck is the captain having to go cut, cut wood? Well, he's just getting off the boat to stretch his legs, probably. Okay, and do the or most, at least supper, supervise and go do the most menial task available and deadliest, as we've learned, task. He's a man of the people. He's not afraid of anything. I guess. So, Friend of the working man. Yep." Gilmore says in a loud voice, Watch me make that low-down dog of a captain jump this mark. What? (laughs) Jump? Exactly. Okay. So that insult would not stand, so Marsh goes over to him and challenges him to a duel and slaps him. Gilmore backs down and said he didn't want to fight. The captain had to be restrained. Uh, Later at Sioux City... (laughs) Marsh went ashore and bought drinks for everyone. Uh, this is on the way back. All yeah. stepped up to the bar except for Gilmore. He asked Gilmore to join him, but he said no. Marsh said, uh, have a drink with me or I'll smash this bottle over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Let me buy you a fucking drink yeah. or I'll kill you. Peer, peer pressure is real, kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Dare was on point. So the boat gets back October 5th. Uh, they clear $24,000 on the trip, so that's how much money they're making in 1866 that's not bad. or whatever it was. And, of course, the captain was the most well-paid of all everybody on there. Right. Uh, next year, he ran the Stockdale, and he was paid $1,200 a month 
$18,000 in today's money. Makes it to Fort Benton without incident. On the trip back in August, he is greeted with a cannon blast. So Marsh went ashore to find General Terry there. All right. Looking to make new posts in the area. Uh, Terry wanted to go back to Fort Benton. Marsh had to tell him it would cost him money. (laughs) So he basically draws up a military contract right there and goes back to Sioux City, gets some more troops to uh, get some wood too. Yeah. Uh, dude, okay, for your information, I just looked up twenty four grand in 1866 is the equivalent to 383,234, uh, 36. So 385,000 bucks. For basically driving a boat. For driving a boat. I mean, not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, that's, like I that, mean, that's the total haul. Right. Total, you said it was like 24 G's. Right, but I tell you what, if you were the same guy like uh, driving a wagon train... Over that same territory, you're not making that kind of money, and you're Fuck and no. you're and you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> That's why when you when you finally see the the arrow flying at your head, you're like, finally, <laughs> thank uh, God, no more syphilis, no more starvation. <laughs> uh, so they have to go back to Fort Rice to pick up a Colonel Reeve, and then back up to Fort Benton. Fort Benton is 125 miles between the Yellowstone confluence there, which is basically on the Montana and North Dakota border. Yep. Uh, Around that area is where they ran into a bunch of buffalo crossing the river, so they have to stop and let them pass for a couple hours. Many hit the side of the boat and tangled themselves in the wheel, so that's got to be fun. What the fuck? Wait, one of them hit the boat and got tangled up in the wheel? Yeah, plenty of them did. Like, like the paddle, the paddle wheel. Yeah, so, so I wasn't too far off with them getting thrown up on deck, except for they were probably not in fighting shape and probably in some chunks. Maybe. God, I can't believe that wouldn't break those fucking wheels. But wow. <laughs> uh, they head back down the river to newly constructed Fort Stevenson, which is round garrison uh, that kind of area, which is now underwater. Underwater. Yep. Yep. Uh, they saw some Indians running off some of their stock. Uh, later down the river at a shallow crossing, they run into the same Indians, and they open fire on them. Uh, from the bluff, they could put bullets into the wood ceiling of the pilot house, even though it wasn't... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it was, Armored yeah. around the sides, but not on the top. So you're getting oh, shot shit. at. Um <laughs> 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 uh, But they make it through and back to St. Louis... Uh, six months and ten days they were gone, and out of his twelve hundred dollar monthly salary, he had to pay uh, the two steersmen one hundred twenty five bucks a piece. That's it, which left him with nine hundred fifty dollars a month. But that was more than any other captain was making at the time, especially on the upper Wait, you said Missouri. S- steersman? Is it literally mean the guy that steers the ship? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, actually, I think it's as dumb as it sounds. I think actually. Or is it the guy shoveling the, the coal? Or is the guy shoving, shoveling the furnace, throwing wood in there and shit? I don't know. We can look it up. Let's find out. Oh, it says it's who's steering the boat. At least dictionary. Oh, I got it. Steersman, small business technology that works. Okay, there you go. Okay, got it. Cap. Capitalize on your data and autom- auto- auto- autom- automate processes with steersmen. Okay. Man, shit's just running out of names to name itself, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Either stuff's uh, named after, like, weird, like, hey, welcome to glaflorp.com, or it's like, just <laughs> pick a random word out of the dictionary. Hey, we're Vestibule. What do you do? Uh, insurance software. Uh, spring of 68, he was on the steamer named the Nile. Oh, yeah. They get to Fort Benton May 21st. They were the fourth boat in. And they make it back to St. Louis by midsummer, but that's still not enough time to make a second run. So they were doing stuff on the lower Missouri. Uh, but late in the fall, they were asked to go back up because early in the year, uh, the government made a treaty with Red Cloud. Which we've talked about. Yep, so uh, they shut down the Bozeman Trail and gave reservations to the Lakota. So it was Grant's task to take goods to the most distant one, 
on the Grand River there, which is uh, North Dakota-South Dakota border. Uh, that's 60 miles south of Fort Rice, which is a few miles south of Bismarck there. Well, and that that's the thing is they had to drop off shit because part of the treaty rested on the fact if Red Cloud's people got their stuff. Yep. And if they didn't if get their stuff... they wouldn't, they'd be fucking up more shit. Yep. Uh, so the decision to do this wasn't made till late summer. Grant didn't leave St. Louis until October 15th, which is pretty crazy. Which is... He knew he couldn't two, make it. Which is two days ago. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and you driving through, you know, you, the rivers are pretty low wherever you are, yep. mostly. Well, and Especially there's, ones that are and, fed by snow. And like in that these. part of the area, what are they also about to be? Frozen. Pretty, pretty fucking frozen, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's why these boats came equipped with skis. Uh-huh. So it's kind of up to him to keep the Lakota happy not making war again. Uh, water was low and it was a heavy load. We got uh, a long way to go in a short time to get there. Oh, I, see, I was thinking Tiny Tim. No. Oh. It's a long and dusty road. It's a hot and heavy load. <laughs> nope, I'm going straight Smokey and the Bandit. Sure, sure. Red cow well, clouds thirsty on the agency. We've you can got combine some... the both. He's bound to go. <laughs> Loaded down and trucking. <laughs> yeah. He could Tiny Tim any song, I guess. Yep. It's so good. He's so good. Raining blood from a lacerated sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hostile. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ooh, what? <laughs> So they make it to the Cheyenne River there in uh, central South Dakota. Uh, there they are frozen for the winter, so they have to unload all their cargo. Which that so ha- they're dead. That has to blow absolute goat. Yep. So where the uh, fuck? Where do you put your boat when the fucking water's frozen? Yeah, you just let it. You put it in the frozen. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep going until it stops because of ice, and then you take everything out of the boat. Yep. And what does ice? I thought like maybe to- they took the boat. Well, what does ice like to do, Tony? Expand. Yep, and what is a boat that's in expanding ice? What happens to it a lot of times? Fucking crumbles like a beer gets, can? Yes, exactly. Well, this in, the, in this case would be more like, um, since it's wood, it'd be like like crushed like a wooden beer can. No, oh, there you go. I couldn't think of I mean, that's what, they, that's what they had back then, right? Yeah. Just wooden beer cans? Mm. Those would be really hard to smash against your forehead. Yeah. You end up with a fucking splinter the size of your you know, pinky. <laughs> yeah. head. Birch beer. Ooh. Mm, birch beer. Mm. <laughs> uh, Tis win. <laughs> so they leave the goods at the Cheyenne River, but actually go a little bit further south before they're totally frozen there. Uh, actually about 47 miles by land. Uh, they camp next to some brulee Sioux. Um, but... They were kind of worried about them, that they were kept happy and peaceful by drawing rations from nearby Fort Thompson, 25 miles away. Uh, Captain Marsh and his crew were frequent visitors to that uh, fort, too. Because otherwise you're sitting on a frozen boat all winter mm -hmm. by yourself. That's the only thing around. Uh, Judd Lamore was in charge there. Judd Lamore? Judd Lamore. Okay. He invites Marsh and his brother, his brother was working on the boat too, to dinner one time for some venison stew. Uh, curiously though, Judd only ate bacon that meal, wouldn't touch the stew. Uh-oh. Years later, Marsh read about this, this is in the, the Bismarck paper, that Judd had served him dog that meal. Uh-oh. 38 years later, he finds out. <laughs> that son of a bitch! Uh, <laughs> So Marsh vows to have mortal combat with Judd the next time he was in North Dakota. Boy, not happen. Jesus Christ! Wait, is that like, is that a fucking is that a quote or is, did you did you say that? Nope, that's directly from the book that I was reading. That was written. No in fucking way. Turn of the well, century. Damn. I like the fact that okay, so he didn't find out till thirty years later, and then he's gonna fight him. He's got to be like in his sixties by that point. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But his magical powers have, like, increased. He's worked on them. I guess. Come yeah. here. So, yep. Get over here. 
Judd. Uh, he could fire a steam-powered winch out of his hand. Fucking A. Yoink, and yank him back at him. That'd awesome. be pretty dope. Spar him. Yeah. Uh, that winter, the captain would walk to the Cheyenne River, where they stashed their goods. It was 47 miles by river, but two-thirds of that by land. So not quite whatever two-thirds of 47 is. Like 30? 31. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but he was fond of walking, and he always would take somebody along because they were still in hostile t- territory. Because two, two, guy, two guys are much less likely to get killed than one. Mm-hmm. But if you Just remember... Just don't cut any wood. We'll be fine. <laughs> if you remember the dollop episode, competitive walking contests were in vogue <laughs> yep. at the time. That's right. <laughs> so Judd and the others at the fort wanted to pull a prank on Marsh because he would leave everybody else in the dust. He seems to have a real great sense of humor, so I'm sure that'll... Mm-hmm. Just a jokester, that guy. So they wanted to send somebody with them that would leave Marsh in the dust when so this race of walking. So they send a horse? Mm-hmm. Or, or a huge well, they get a, they get an Indian named Bad Moccasin, but... <laughs> Bad Moccasin! You <laughs> killed yeah, me, exactly. I die. <laughs> So is, uh, he lives up to his name and got his ass kicked in the walking contest. Uh, then they get an employee of the uh, agency named Dutch Jake to race him. Dutch Jake whipped his ass in the first few miles, but fell behind up a hill, and then he le- was left in the dust too. Uh, is Dutch his like actual name, or is he like a Dutch guy? It's actually usually Both. a lot of times also, or or you could be German and they just misunderstand that and call you Dutch anyway. That happened a lot too. They've only just met. I'm a friend of your mother's. I came to get you to bring you home. And already, they get along. Like family. I'm not going anywhere with you! What do you like to do for fun? You like to wiggle and grunt. This isn't working out. We're not masters of the highway. We were robbed by homebound hookers. Only because you fell asleep and I got excited. You did? 20th Century Fox presents the story of a boy. I got a deck of racy playing cards. Who lost the child in himself. And the man who helped him find it. Is that your most pathetic look? That's not going to get us a ride. This is pathetic. (laughs) Dutch. You're like a great big demented child. The only fucking person I've ever seen named Dutch was like Ed O'Neill in that movie Dutch. Right. You'll which see. Is fucking awesome. There's an great o- road trip There's movie. an awful lot of Old West people that are called Dutch. It wasn't yeah. their actual given name, but they were probably either Dutch or German immigrants. And right, so they okay. just make that assumption and, like, you know, like on Hell on Wheels, they have the Tor Gunderson from Norway, but everybody calls him the Swede. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Because it's America, fucking whatever. Who cares? Well, it's like it's like Ross, like my my buddy back in North Dakota. Like they had this cat, uh, you know, in the small town he lives in. This cat that had a weird accent, and you know, not you don't get a lot of accents, you know, in North Dakota. And you know, he was Afrikaans. He was he was an a, actual a, cat. No, a guy. Uh, oh, okay. But like uh, he he was um, he was from South Africa. But nobody had heard of South African accent oh, before. Yeah. And, well, and South was, African accent's kind of Dutch, actually. Yeah, but they, they like uh, everybody called him Frenchy. What the <laughs> fuck? They, they thought he was French. They they associated what, his fucking accent with French, so everybody called him Frenchy. If, if anything, if I'm gonna, if I ever get a South African accent mixed up with anything, it's going to be Australian. Yeah, it but, almost sounds Australian, but not quite. But you're not from Richardson, CLD North Dakota, Africa? so yeah. Jesus. Uh, like, I will say this. Charlotte Copley is a fucking... He's a... That dude is a fucking uh, gem. Yeah. yeah. Absolute fucking fantastic. Charlotte Copley is a... Like, one of the best actors I've ever seen. Yep. True story. Um, yep. But yeah, this guy's like... I'm Go not, watch Hardcore Henry. I'm not French. I'm South African. No, that was not South a good... South African. South African. And, yep. and then he was like, whatever, Frenchy. <laughs> and he'd get so pissed. But yeah, so oh. Dutch was Dutch was a common name for anybody that spoke with an accent like that. So the next time Judd sends for an Indian from the Brulees named Fast Walker, uh, Fast Walker takes the lead early. 
Marsh thought he'd run out of gas like Dutch Jake, but he just kept keeps going and going like the Energizer Bunny. And he keeps going past the uh, Cheyenne River and visit his relatives further up the river, going another <laughs> 60 miles. So he gets his ass kicked by Fast Walker. Marsh writes to Buffalo Bill years later to have Fast Walker enter walking contests back east, but nothing ever came of it. Uh, years later, when Marsh lives in Yankton, Fast Walker would come visit and camp at, at his doorstep. Nice. That's always fun. You just come out of your patio one morning, Native American gentleman's just like chilling on your porch. like Taking a leak. Good morning. I came to visit. So Steve Boats would burn 25 cords of hardwood uh, or 30 cords of cottonwood per 24 hours. Yeah, and cottonwood. Jesus Christ. Cottonwood's some sh- shit wood, too, really. I think was it us that was talking about that like like way early on in the show like where cottonwood like burns really fucking long. Yeah, it burns really long and hot, but it's a bitch to split. It's it's really yeah. stringy. Yeah, and yeah. it makes everything real dirty. Like if you're using it in your in in your house, like uh, you know, like your house fireplace and shit, you're gonna be cleaning your chimney a lot. So it must have a lot of sap or something in it. No, it's just really fibrous, really, really, really uh, fibrous. Okay. It's like burning asbestos. Yeah. Anyway. They have to rely on dead trees if there's not a bunch of trees around. Usually there's some trees by the river. Um, But uh, people would just cut and leave it for them, a.k.a. woodhawks. Yep. Uh, Rest rest in peace, you fucking beautiful bastards. Yep, and of course it had to be seasoned. Greenwood wouldn't burn hot enough to be that effective. Um, They would charge at least $8 per cord. Lee Greenwood. I didn't even think about that. Eight bucks a cord? That's how mm-hmm. much it still costs if you go camping. You need to pick up a cord of wood? No, cord, a cord of wood's, I think, more than you think. Yeah, yeah I know. No, I'm just... Oh. When it, well, I've had... I'm be- just saying, like, when, when you go buy, like, little bundles of wood, it's, like, fucking $7. Yeah, yeah they ain't no fucking cord. I, I hate what... Like, yeah, let's see what a cord of wood actually... It's four by eight by four. So, yeah, yeah. So, I've, uh, I've unloaded a fucking cord of wood many times in my goddamn life. I'm just saying a lot of people, like, think those bundles are a cord. I've, I've had... Uh, when we were last camping, somebody who we were named Nameless kept on calling them cords of wood, and is like, no, yeah, no, no, dude. No. They should <laughs> call it a cubic yard of wood, because, like, a cord of wood, my joke was always like, oh, it's tied up with a cord, right? <laughs> so it's a cord. However much you can fit in a cord. <laughs> yeah. Usually you use the cord as a belt, like Jethro on the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, 1868, they had seven Woodhawks killed between Fort Benton and Fort Randall in South Dakota there. Because, of course, they did. Yep. It's just so much time wasted. you got to have a fucking funeral for every one of those guys and invite all their family members. Mm-hmm. It's like they were fucked until the chainsaw was invented, and then they were able to fight back. <laughs> yeah, right? These are guys with, like, actual, like, fucking weapons in their hands. Yep. And they're just getting ice left and right. Yeah, it's because you're busy chopping wood in the woods. Instead of oh man, you know, this, this, I got I got the I got the Woodhawks back. I always <laughs> I always uh, talk about the Woodhawks and like you guys said this one wasn't going to be a massacre episode, but it sounds like it's going to be a massacre it's, episode. With the Woodhawks, it's always a massacre. Should <sighs> poor guys. Fucking, I wonder if they had a union like you know, w- <laughs> w- w- woodcutters local three fifty five. You know, and part part of the union is like. Trying to pay off the Indians to stop killing them or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we we got a we got a native lobbyist that's uh, yeah. up there. Fucking Chief Ten Bears is out here like uh, we're here. To... We're, <laughs> well, what are you uh, gonna give us? Yeah, they gotta have some fancy chant like. I don't know, don't man. Kill us. We get a lot of stuff off them, and they're pretty easy to kill. It's you know. <laughs> it's, I mean, you you, you you understand my position here, <laughs> yep, right? Yep. Uh, of course, Captain Marsh knows all these guys. Uh, some of the more colorful characters was a guy named X Beadler and Liver Eaton Johnson. Goody. Hey, Liver Eaton Johnson. Yep. They pick them up Wait. at the Muscle Shell after buying some wood. This is in spring of 69. Wait, he was a, he was a wood hawk? Liver Eaton Johnson was? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Among other things. Turned cannibal. All right. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's not mutually exclusive. That's true, yeah. So what was the other board, guy's name? X? The other X guy's name Beedler. was X? Yep. Probably just signed his name, X. I don't know. Sure, sure. 
So they get served ice cream aboard the ship, (laughs) and they were confused on how it was kept cold because they never had ice cream before. So Liver Eaton goes, X, where does this come from? He goes, shut up, you fool. It comes from cans. Okay. <laughs> they didn't know Fort Peck had ice storage during the summer, so. Ah, uh, oh, I, I just googled uh, Beedler. Uh, his first name is actually John. Uh, John X Beedler, and he apparently is also a vigilante. Well, we got to mm. look this guy up more. Hmm. Sure, he has some skeletons in his closet. Wait, his his middle name was X. Yeah. Like just the letter, or just, did it have like just like the band? All right. Uh, also on board were two lady tourists. They were talking to uh, Beedler and Johnson there. And it was Madame Mustache and Squirrel Tooth Alice. Because yep. there were only 250 white people in the whole United it's, States. Exactly. Uh, they ask uh, Mr. Beedler, "Are you married?" Uh, he said, uh, "Yes." And. Uh, they ask, is she white? And go, no, she's Indian. How delightful. Where is she now? I sent her to Rome. How interesting. You sent her to be educated? You mean Rome, Italy? He goes, nope, to Rome, Rome the, the prairie. prairie. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Indians would also cut wood for the steamers. Uh, they would paint the end of the wood red to make cottonwoods look like cedar to fool oh. them into stopping. <laughs> Once you get there, he's like, oh, might as well fucking pay him. Well, that's... <laughs> stop. Now, now we figured out why uh, why they were killing all the woodhawks. It was just a good business tactic. You're undercutting totally. the competition. Yeah, hostile takeover. Yes. They would also uh, sit in the... Um, in the stream, too, or not the stream, the river, they would kind of sit in there with their heads above water and then kind of, to make it look like it's deeper than it is, then they would stand up and you're like, well, oh. since it's too shallow, I'm going to buy this wood, too. Oh, God. Shit. <laughs> that's devious. Jesus. That's clever. Very clever. Fuck, that's how you get a, yeah, that's how you get a steamboat stuck so you can loot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make your horse Pirates! Get a horse with, like, no legs and prop it up in the water. <laughs> but super deep over here, Captain. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine how a horse with no legs would survive being a horse. Oh, I didn't say it survive. It's 1800s, like... Oh, prop it up. Okay, yeah. right, you're right. Said prop it up. Or, or, or you keep it alive. You just keep feeding it. Yeah, yeah. So that you can roll it over to the fucking, to the shallow end? Or even just make a poorly constructed taxidermy, you know, horse that, you know, just a horse head sticking out of the water, I suppose, would be sure, probably, sure. The, probably the, be the least animal cruelty and, yeah, whatever. But American Nessie. Yeah. Just do the, the two-person horse costume and just get in the oh, water yeah. yourself, yeah. S- Secretariat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Top Secret. Yep. <laughs> the cow? Yep. Moo! Why does that moo. cow moo with a French accent? <laughs> uh, this is later in the year in 69. Uh, they leave the 1st October. Nice. To uh, take up the Army Paymaster, and they have to stop at every fort along the way, though. But the weather held out until they make it up to Fort Buford. Also, there was an important perishable load of vegetables so if you're just stuck inside during the winter you actually would want to eat some vegetables to mix it up because all you're eating is buffalo anyways so yeah so october 17th after leaving fort stevenson uh the temperature begins to fall and marsh had his veggies brought to the hold so inside the ship and he set little fires there burning inside the wooden ship to keep the vegetables from freezing always nice. Just always a good idea. So you have to have guys watching the fires at all time to make sure the whole boat doesn't burn. Right. But you uh, need the vegetables so you don't get the scurvy, so, you know. Mm-hmm. So it becomes colder and colder and slower and slower with more ice flowing in. Uh, October 22nd, he gets stuck at the mouth of uh, Little Muddy Creek. So he sends ahead two re to Fort Buford 
and the army sends back wagons to get their vegetables. So the vegetables are saved. Yeah. Hooray! Hooray! Thank God. God, that was intense. Mm-hmm. But the weather changes, and then he gets uh, unstuck and gets back to Sioux City. So this wins him plenty of friends with the army since he got him vegetables. Yay. Hey, an army marches on its stomach after all. Stick around for more How the West Was Fucked. All right, How the West Was Fucked listeners. Who's ready to go jackalope hunting? Uh Jackalopes? Jackalopes, the legendary antlered hares of the American West. I want to know more about these jackalopes. You're in luck. Now you too can learn everything there is to know about the jackalope with the new Field Guide to the North American Jackalope. Uh, it's a book? It's a field guide. Uh, it looks like a book. The Field Guide to the North American Jackalope is available on Amazon, Etsy, wherever else you might buy your breeches. Oh, uh, Walmart. Except Walmart. Get your copy now before heading out on your annual jackalope hunt. Oh, damn, I think I will. I love learning and I love science. Never been up to Fort Buford either. Damn. Yeah, I remember Fort Union. I don't know. Fort Union has a big old stockade. I'm looking at Fort Buford. It still has the uh, original officer's quarters and the powder magazine and a guardhouse, but most of the rest of the original buildings are gone. But it looks like the magazine just add water. Yep. Powder magazine. No, it's just a magazine for aficionados of the movie Powder. Or or aficionados <laughs> of Coke. Count count me the fuck in. I'm all about I'm all about Boy. that movie. Uh it looks like this one's running a little bit long, so uh we're gonna break it into two parts, baby. Alright. So break uh, me off a piece of that. Did we ever come up with what Did we ever come up with what we're gonna call this one? I don't know, pl- Plight of the Woodhawk, Steamboat Marsh, Captain Grant Marsh, Captain Grant Prince Marsh, King of the Missouri River. I'm I'm going off an article name that I read in preparation Uh-oh. for this. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're going to go out in a hail of gunfire. All right. And we'll see you much in like, seven days. Much like the Woodhawks. Much like the Woodhawks. <laughs> Be safe out there. Don't chop wood after dark. Yep. Especially not now, and, uh, it's October. You never know what kind of weirdo is going to jump out and get you. Yeah.